1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Spin Rate, the Athletics Toronto Blue Jays podcast. My name is Drew Fair Service. We're here talking about your series triumphant Toronto Blue Jays. They won a series, but somehow it doesn't feel like it. It's a very strange time to be a fan or an observer of the Toronto Blue Jays, but that's exactly what we do here at Rate, where we come at you twice a week. Once a week, you come with Caitlin McGrath, who covers the team for The Athletic. You want to read what Caitlin writes, but everything related to the Blue Jays, go to theathletic.com slash SpinRate. Subscribe. It'll give you a tidy deal. And then our second episode of the week's meet and Ricky Romero, former Blue Jays starter who joins me right now. Ricky, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Ready to get down to business ready to get down to business. The Blue Jays uh, seemed like they were ready to get down to business in the third game, looking for the sweep, which would have been sweet. But I think the, the bigger, the biggest issue here is, and I think you and I were talking about this a little bit last night. They, they won the series. They won two out of three and it somehow doesn't feel like it. And, and, and I, and I wonder if it's a matter of expectations or a matter of just the way that they've been playing. It it feels like they, you know, last night or last few nights in particular it's a real, it's the opposite of what they were doing at the beginning of the year, beginning of the year, playing real clean baseball, running the bases really well. Now this guy's getting picked off. They're not picking up these timely hits. It feels almost worse than it is. I mean, they are still a couple games above 500, still well within you know reach of everybody in the division. And it is only still May, but somehow it feels worse than that.
2: Yeah. For some reason, last night's game felt like they lost the series or they got swept. It just seems like, we talked about it a little bit last week, the snowball effect. It just feels like I don't know if the the wheels are spinning inside of these guys' brains and they're they're frustrated. Obviously, it's not pretty offensively, let's be honest. Um and and those guys know that and you just again, you see it when they when they put the camera inside the dugout and these guys are sitting there just staring up at the at the sky or they're just kind of sitting there wondering what what what's going on and yeah, I mean you and I talked about it yesterday and you're like, Ricky, they want a series. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> but it doesn't feel like that. It just really it just seems like again, it's everyone's just kind of left wondering because the expectations for this team are so high. And I think the players know that they're not living up to it. And uh, you know, when you hear that a George Springer called the meeting and 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 all the hitters were in there and, and stuff like that, you know that. They're, they're clearly thinking about what's going on and obviously they care. They don't, they don't want to be in this situation. Now, the biggest thing for me is you can't be looking at the past anymore. Now it's we got the Cincinnati Reds in front of us and we got to go in there and do work. I texted you this, this last night. I said, they got to go in there and absolutely destroy this team. They really do. The, the Reds should not even be in the same category as the Toronto Blue Jays, let's let's be real, and this is a series that the offense can uh, wake up and and do some damage for three straight games.
1: Absolutely, and that's what they need. I think that's what they need. You know, a couple of guys need to get right. You know, Teoscar Hernandez in particular uh, is a guy who's you know just struggling a little bit in terms of coming back from uh, coming back from injury. And and obviously Vladdy, who who in some ways I feel like, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s hitting streak because he's on a 15 game hitting streak. He extended it late uh, in the game there on Wednesday night with a hard single to right field. But in some ways, it's also been like the most disappointing or quietest. (laughs) <laughs> uh, uh, hitting streak, I can imagine. Number one, because again, expectations. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, had a, one of the best seasons in club history last season. He is obviously among the best hitters in baseball. There's no doubting that. But when you see him coming up here, and I, I was did some digging on Baseball Reference, you you can't find there are there are two, not even one other hitting streak of that length that featured has featured as few extra base hits. You know, Robbie Alomar had a 16-game hitting streak where he had one double and one triple, but he hit had a lot more hits. Damaso Garcia, shout-out Damaso Garcia, who burned his shirt, uh, had three doubles in a 20-game hit streak once. But, like, those, you know, those are second basemen. Those are, you know, middle infielders uh, from the 80s and 90s. Uh, Vlad is different. So while it's, you know, this is almost like the bottom, as, as kind of as poorly as you can expect Vlad to perform with his eye, with his hand-eye coordination, with his bat speed, he's still not doing what he should and and that's i think the bigger the bigger challenge with the team it's like there are a lots of guys who aren't who are either not quite right in terms of their timing in terms of their production there's guys like poor matt chapman oh my god that guy can't buy an extra base hit and he's just scalding the ball i went i was looking at his his exit velocity, he hit that ball in the in the ninth inning last night that had about a 720 uh expected batting average. Like he hit it 109 miles an hour to center field, right at the center fielder, right? A couple of degrees either way, either you know, to the towards the gap, it's a double. A couple of degrees up, it's into the seats. But Matt Chapman, and he's just been consistently hitting the ball hard and not getting any results for it. Um, so it's just so many of those things happening at the same time, with kind of again Vlad being the being the sort of mirror that we can see this team where it's like. Yeah, he's doing okay. He's got a 15 game hitting streak. He's got a he's hitting whatever 280 or 290. Um his OPS is in, is well over 800, but it's not as what it could be. And if you ask him, he just like, you know, as you said with George Springer calling a meeting, they know something's not right. But, you know, maybe the maybe we're looking at this the wrong way and we should be like it's they should be for they're fortunate to be treading water through the toughest part of their schedule yeah. when nobody's right and they're still again winning games against a team like Seattle that won just as many games as they did last year.
0: Yeah,
2: no, you you're absolutely right. And with Vladdy, obviously, we're holding him to this high standard because he set the bar so high last season that when he's not doing what he's what we're accustomed to seeing, it's like what's going on with Vladdy? Is he okay? What's it, it but then again, it's you're looking at the 15-game hitting streak, a 15-game hitting streak in the big leagues is not easy to do. Mm-hmm. And to be able to do that, and on a consistently night in, and night out, and let's not forget how good a first baseman he's been playing at first base. He's been tremendous out there. Like to me, I was everyone always was like, "Oh, how is the qu- question going to be moving from third base to first base? Is he going to struggle? Is he going to be able to stay on his feet?" Well, shoot, he's passed that test easily. It's he makes great plays, so you give him credit to that. Um, and also, when you're losing, when you're losing and you're not winning ball games, and when you're not. Living up to to everyone's expectations, I feel like everything's under a microscope right now. Everything, like for example, Chapman hitting the ball hard. It's not. It's not. Those hits are not landing for him, and it almost seems. it's baseball works in funny ways, and it almost seems like when it rains, it pours, and it. It really, it's the truth. Like it's just nothing can go your way, and uh, a couple nights ago that. Uh, that triple that Springer hit, like bloop triple that he hit where Sousa dove, you're just like, oh my God, this is it. This is it. This is <laughs> the what they need. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, you know, and and it's the little things like that because I feel like in baseball, it's all about momentum. You get one of those little hits, or somebody that's struggling gets jammed, and then the base hit lands, and you're like, okay, finally, I can I can breathe a little bit. I I got a little bit of breathing room and I can go on and, and keep doing my thing. But it just seems like they do one of those things and then it just, it just doesn't carry over. And again, it's an offense that's clearly searching for an identity. Um, and obviously Oscar Hernandez not being there for the early part of the season, um, hurts him and it hurt hurt the, the lineup a bit. And, uh, and, and, and Danny Jansen too. Um, he's, he's gotten off to a great start and, um, and you just hope again I know we keep saying this it almost seems like we're just broken records Drew. we just keep saying like <laughs> it just stick with the team and and they're gonna figure this out it, they really are and um and you're just wondering when we don't know when we wish we knew when but stay patient I at the end of the day like you said they're they they're still over 500 um nothing's been won nothing's been lost so let's just keep uh Let's keep the faith, and I, I think this team's gonna be fine. I know I say it every week, but I, I really do. I th- it can't be like this forever. You hear when you hear the broadcast, and you hear Dan, Dan Showman talk about it. He's like, it's not gonna stay like this. This offense is gonna click, and I know it's it's hard for for fans to hear that, and um, you get impatient hearing that, and you're like, oh, I don't want to hear it. I just want these guys to go out there and do what they do, but. You know, let's look at the positives. Look at look at Santiago Espinao and what he's been able to do. My goodness. I mean, he made uh everyone forget about Kevin Beecher really quick and rightfully so. He came in ready <laughs> mm-hmm. and 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 he's been doing his thing, man. I mean, he's another guy that's on a hitting streak, I believe. And you know, it's just he just goes out there and 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 he's getting on base for the big boys. Like like we said earlier this season, we we need that bottom of the lineup to get on base and and he's been doing that. He's been driving in runs and Man, what a, what a surprise and I'm I'm happy for that guy.
1: Absolutely. It's he's very easy to root for and and it's um it's been fun to watch his kind of progression. I saw somebody highlighting um uh Carson Sestouli used to write for Fangraphs and now actually works for the Blue Jays. He used to do this thing called the the Fringe Five where he had a few different things he would look for in minor league players. And Santiago Espinal was one that he highlighted years back before he even worked for the Blue Jays. So maybe uh, Carson's work in there uh, helped bring Espinal in and now he's become a productive big leaguer. We're also having Sistula, uh, have Carson Sestouli in the infield, if only. <laughs> uh, having Santiago Espinal and uh, and Matt Chapman in the infield almost every day certainly making Vladimir Guerrero uh, Jr.'s job a little bit easier over there at first base where he is he's still getting you know he's getting accustomed but looking a lot better. It's to look easy to look good when you've got Matt Chapman just beaming lasers across the infield, <laughs> chest high, directly into the ear glove every time. Um, I guess the question that I have or the thing that I'm thinking about again, kind of going with this theme of expectations, it, and, and I think you already answered this, but. Is it time to adjust the expectations for this team, or is it just been? Are, are there just? Is it just still too early to maybe think? Maybe this team isn't what we thought it was. Maybe this team needs to make a change, either you know, in terms of the the, the personnel, or maybe you know, another change somewhere else that could that could turn things around a little bit. Again, I I, I get the sense that you think it's too early, but uh, but I mean, yeah, yeah, it, because I mean, it is too early. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it is early. But I'm sure people are questioning it
2: for sure. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. us, and I'll say us fans. You know, we sit there and we try and play. You know, GM and 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 oh, what are they thinking? I wonder if they're going to make a move. Um, you just never know. And and I do think it's early. It, this team, it still has plenty of firepower in them, um, and it's just a matter of them clicking. And again, baseball's tough. I think I saw a quote by Ross Atkins like saying something saying something like um like we got to give credit to the opposing pitchers too and the game plan that they've executed against our hitters and it really is true you look at Mm -hmm. mark marco gonzalez last night and he goes out there and he executed his game plan and he did what he wanted to do to those Jays hitters and again it's big league pitching and um i just feel like the obviously and I'm sure the hitters know this that they they sometimes have to make adjustments in game, and it almost seems like they 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 they're struggling making those adjustments in game right now. And um, it's all good and dandy when when you're putting up 10 plus runs a game and and stuff like that. But it's obviously the quality of at bats and and going out there and and, and getting your pitches to hit. And I feel like sometimes we're seeing guys expand their zones, and 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 you're seeing bad uh,
0: you're seeing bad swings on bad pitches. We'll be right back with more spin rate, but first, check this out. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right.
1: the question i think i think uh, when i think about adjustments is vlad vlad right and and again i mentioned earlier that vlad hit that ball hard to the right field we've seen him kind of doing that more and more which previously in his career was kind of like the precursor to him being able to turn on the ball really getting inside on stuff and 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 using his power and and launching balls out to left field um where we haven't quite seen that yet it just feels like we're still sort of in adjustment or pre-adjustment mode where he is he knows they're, they're pitching him away again you think back even to the game in new york where he hit those three home runs in the double where he did in, in that game he made that in-game adjustment right where where cole mm-hmm. tried to pitch him away and then vlad smashed it hard right down the first baseline and and then cole tipped his hat um you know that's we're seeing that adjustment and we've seen a little bit of it i think with Bichette as well who's who's sort of you know, obviously not where he was in in the first month of the season, but, but again, sort of slowly adjusting, but it's just, I, I, again, I, it sounds so it's such a cliche in baseball season to be like, it's a long season. It's a long season. It's still early. It's still early. But you know, the thing that, that I keep coming back to is, you know, if you were, if, if, if you think it's time to adjust expectations, what, what is it based on? Are you basing it on the fact that you no longer believe that, hey, Oscar Hernandez can hit. That would be a little bit crazy. Do you think that suddenly (laughs) Lourdes Gurriel jr. cannot hit. Again, maybe as I said with Caitlin on the weekend, that's not necessarily something I believe. But I maybe I have a lot more belief in like Teoscar's approach, even just directly compared to Lourdes Gurriel. Lourdes is a very free swinger and and has goes through these crazy slumps and then has these crazy red hot months. But but you know, there's obviously talk about. Already, Blue Jays fans are like, oh, look, maybe the Nationals will trade Josh Bell. And then they'll, <laughs> people are like, maybe they'll trade Juan Soto because they can't, they can't sign him. It's like, well, obviously. Obviously, every team, he, Juan Soto is an upgrade for every single team at either of their, their I guess he plays right field now, uh, more so than left, as he had in the past. But uh, yeah, if, if the Blue Jays are in the market for Juan Soto, they should do that. But they're not going to be. 100%. It yeah. should be yeah. What do you
2: want? Who do you need? Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> Here's our top ten prospect list. Pick four. <laughs> no, but you know what? You know what, Drew? And this is the thing. Um, now uh, teams are adjusting to the Blue Jays hitters. The scouting report is out there. Um, pitchers are obviously know what to do and how to execute the game plan right now. Plain and simple. And and you're seeing it. It almost seems like a lot of the teams. Are pitching the Blue Jays the same way? Hey, these guys are free swingers. They're not going to take their walks. Let's. If 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 we get ahead, we expand the zone and we keep expanding and keep expanding because these guys are again. They just want to go out there and hit, and 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 I think that you're seeing that a lot right now. Where where uh, if a pitcher is going out there and jumping ahead on these hitters, um, their 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 job is just to continue to execute their game plan, and it just seems like almost every series it's the same the same uh, the same uh scouting report and it's easy when you have tape when you have a lot of analytical data and all that good stuff you're like hey i just got to go out there and do this these guys are not gonna walk and when you know that a team's free swinging it's for a pitcher if you know you can um you know jump ahead of hitters it's it can be an easy night
1: for you well, and it goes back to what we've been saying or what we were saying in the early parts of the season where you don't have any room for error. If you're, which I think you see a lot of the frustrations early early on um, with umpires, right? Okay, well, so there's a couple of games where, where I know there was one night where the ump had a really, a really rough night. Um, but when you're putting so much in, in, all your eggs in that basket where like, well, if I'm not getting this call on the outside corner, then I'm flailing away at those pitches. And then the pitches are, are, are executing, right? The pitchers are executing on top of that, which again, I think all this stuff kind of adds up, right? There are so many layers to what's going on with the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays, who again, are still um, uh, two games above 500, who sit comfortably within uh, shouting distance of, I guess there are three playoff spots now, right? Up for the wild card. So they are far from out of any of those races. Not even, I mean, while they are many, many games, well, eight and a half games behind the Yankees. You know why? You know why I think it hurts? Because I think
2: mm-hmm. everyone realizes what happened last year and they know yeah. every, every game has a meaning now. Mm-hmm. Like every, every game means something because mm-hmm. last year they missed it by one game. So you don't want to look mm-hmm. back at the season and say, if we would have won that game, we'd be in the playoffs. And I think that's why fans are getting frustrated and, mm-hmm. and they're yelling at the TV, going on Twitter, going on rant and all that good stuff. Um <laughs> But I, I think that's why that's why hurt, every loss is hurting a little bit deeper this season. And again, the expectations on this on this team. And trust me, um, to all our listeners out there, these guys know know that, and and they know that they can be a lot better. I know in that clubhouse, they they when when they're going out there to work every night, they know that they're better than the opposing team. Obviously, it's not showing right now, but they're just again stick with them and, and, and be patient. And, and we, let's hope that this turns around because when, when they're playing good baseball and the pitching's has been unbelievable. I mean, every guy they've run out there is just been tremendous so far mm-hmm. uh, and you put a, and you put a good offense together with that, man, this team
1: is going to be so fun to watch. Again, clean up the, some of those the mistakes that they, that they've been making in terms of, you know, again, Tay getting picked off second base is a, uh, Is uh, about as suboptimal an outcome you can have when you got a guy who's struggling at the plate and then he's like, I got it together. uh, And then he doesn't have it together. (laughs) Uh, You know, we're talking about pitchers executing and just, you know, all these things are going to, I I think the Blue Jays kind of struggle, such as they are, are a bit of a, a bit not a one, maybe mirage isn't the right word, but as I said, it is very complex. There's a lot of different moving parts and pieces to it. So that should the Blue Jays, you know, get right against, would that means while they do have to face the the heart of the the Reds sort of rotation, getting Luis Castillo and then Hunter Green throwing a million miles an hour, um, you know that this is where where it can happen, right? Start to play against the worst team, start to feel good, start to get physically and and mentally in the place that you need to be, and then the runs start to come, and then all of this other stuff, the, you know, the great pitching. Uh, that has been such a, a calling card of this team, which I, I saw Gregor Chisholm, who uh, writes for the Toronto Star, comparing this team now again, again to the 2016 Blue Jays, where we kind of expected all this offense. But it was more about the pitching that, all, you know, they only used famously seven starters in that whole year, um, you know, got great, great performances all all up and down the rotation. And I think, again, talking about expectations, a guy like you say, Kikuchi, whose expectations were relatively low. Uh, there was a lot of talk about him being overpaid and they can't believe the game three years. And then it kind of had a couple rough starts, but he's a guy who's already exceeding expectations by listening, by listening, not just to Pete Walker and not to just to Matt Bushman, but I know that he's listening to Ricky Romero when you are going, <laughs> throw the fastball, more fastballs. Uh, but because he's looked great. He looked so good against his former team. Obviously something that meant a lot to him, but just like the the poster child for, for for making adjustments, for for trusting in the the people around you, and and continuing to go out there and battle again. I think he, I think he and, and and any of those you know anybody who is able to do that deserve a lot of credit for when they can get out there and and you know work through things when maybe when they're not hundred percent comfortable, but really just looking really good and 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 becoming a better pitcher right before our eyes. Yeah, no, he
2: really has, man, and and it's been fun to watch. I, again, I we said it last week when you have ninety four, ninety seven in your back pocket, it's. It makes your job easier if you're jumping ahead. And the craziest part to me, and this is in this um, a lot of Asian pitchers who come have that high leg kick, that hesitation kick. And the fact that he's kind of toned it down with that to make that adjustment after he's a veteran guy. He, he knows his body. He knows his mechanics. But for him, and, and this is a, a we were talking about it. Um, Caitlin wrote a great article about it and got some great co- quotes in, in him talking about that getting rid of that hesitation kick and and kind of easing off on it and again the communication between him and Pete sounds like it's been through the roof i mean it's everything you want in a pitcher pitching coach relationship it's it's hard to to make these adjustments in season because you usually make them in spring training and 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 stuff like that but sometimes you need tape you need reps and you need to see this guy and you're like, okay, do it your way. And and we'll we'll adjust as we go along, but you have to trust me. And it seems like Kikuchi has bought into that. And again, the the key word being communication. And when you got a guy like Pete Walker, who's able to communicate with his starters, the way he does. And we watched the last season with Robbie Ray and obviously the rest is history with him, him winning the Cy Young and stuff like that. Um, And then you get Kikuchi who, who I'm sure knows about that, has seen that. And, you know, even talking about his cutter and saying, I think they call it the bitter pitch or something like that. Um, um, And, and him adjusting that pitch and saying, you know what, I want it to be kind of like the Robbie Ray type slider. And, and, and he's quoted as saying that in the article. And when you bring all those intangibles into the table and you're, you're, you're trying to figure this thing out and, and you have a pitching coach who's dedicated like that, it makes the pitcher's job a lot easier. And you're like, okay, I'll trust you. Let's go out there to that bullpen. Let's work. Let's try and get rid of that little bit of that hesitation kick. Um, let's create more flow. Let's let's jump ahead. Let's use our fastball. What do you use? 64% fastballs this past game. I mean, that's that's telling you that he's he's really trusting his stuff and and he's he's trusting his fastball and saying, "You know what? If I jump ahead, I can do whatever I want to these hitters." And we saw it against Seattle and again he he should know that he's a huge part in in this rotation. I know he he said something along the lines that oh uh yeah, you know, I Pete told me that I'm going to be a huge part. Damn right you are. They gave you 36 million, man. <laughs> <laughs> um so so it's good to see. It's good to see Kikuchi uh coming coming around again. When if if you're able to have 1 through 5 guys that are that are legit and going out there and giving you big time innings in the big leagues. you can't ask for anything more than that and kevin gosman said it too he's like we're running guys out there that just have no hit stuff almost every given night and and it you see that and again to me i'm a pitcher so i like watching guys who dominate like that and when you have power stuff and and they make
1: hitters look silly it's it's fun to watch it's such a it's such a cliche and and even though the the way that people have pitched the way that, that, that everyone in the league pitches now is so it's changed so much, right? The idea of pitching backwards or working off your fastball um, a good fastball is still the best pitch that anybody's got, right? It makes it all, everything else work. And when you can a go to that fastball, know you can get a strike and then get ahead and, and, and give yourself those chances or even do the opposite, right? You know, if you can steal a strike with your slider or your cutter thing, and then be like, now they now they know that 97 is there but maybe they're not going to see it maybe they're not yeah. going to see it until two strikes maybe they're going to see it when I'm ahead maybe they're going to see it when when they're behind uh you know it just makes for uh for a better picture but uh, the one thing about uh, thing about Kikuchi's is who who has said you know i don't he doesn't necessarily like to do that kind of tinkering as much in between yeah. sets there's no motivator quite like getting your brains beat in though right when you go out and have a, a couple bad starts and you're getting you're getting yeah. lit up it's like hey maybe we should change some things it's like yep i will do that yeah and <laughs> the and the cool thing is that
2: that Pete, Pete told them like we're not looking for immediate results. I mean, they're clearly getting them, um, and and it all falls on the pitcher and, and the and the and the player itself. Like, are you willing to buy in? Are you willing to listen? And and credit to Kikuchi, um, because it's not easy to get quick results like that when when you're trying to make adjustments. But if you're if you're paying your dues and and you're doing the dirty work when nobody's watching. It definitely pays off when those lights turn on at 705 at the Rogers Center. And again, my my, my I tip my hat off to him because it's been fun to watch. And hopefully he continues to strict. And again, when you have guys who are doing it who are going six, seven innings, it motivates you. You're you're not you don't want to be left behind. Trust me. You don't want to be that guy that's the four-inning guy, the five inning guy. Nah, if if Manoa's going seven, Gosman's going seven, I want to go seven. So it to me that it just I guess it puts good pressure in you
1: to to be able to go out there and perform every fifth day more spin rate coming up right after these words from our sponsors
0: high-speed internet service required terms and restrictions apply
1: i don't want to look ahead too far uh you know especially you don't want to look look past the uh cincinnati reds of course because nope. uh while, while they are while they're not while they're not a great team they are far from the worst team in baseball and they're still big leaguers. They're still professionals. They're not exactly. They're not the kind of team, you know, there's no such thing as the kind of team that you would ever want to look beyond, but the blue Jays coming up a team that uh, have coming up, I believe that in the next week, again, talking about expectations, a team that you and I talked about a little bit at the beginning of the season, which is the angels. So the angels are three games ahead of where the blue Jays are right now, but everything feels like the angels are getting away with murder in a ways because they've been so bad. (laughs) They've been such a disappointment for so long. And now, here they are, uh, you know, just winning the winning games. And you know, although they were just swept by the Rangers of all teams, uh, again, <laughs> the expectations just so different for a team that that right. has as many good players as the Angels do. But at the same time, when they're winning, it just feels almost unnatural. It's such a strange thing. A team that I'm sure you get to see up close.
2: Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I, and I've I've seen some games. And obviously, when you have Mike Trout in your TV, he's like, you can't. You can't turn your TV off. And then after that you, you follow it up with Shohei Otani, your guy, Otani. Um, and you can't shut off the TV because they they're in they're gonna do something special. And it's crazy how much Otani uh, how much attention Otani is getting and you're looking at Mike Trout's numbers and he's like, Hey guys, I'm right here. Hello. And he's having a tremendous year already. And he's just reminding us that
1: he's still one of the top players, if not the top player in major league baseball. It's so easy to overlook uh, Otani's pitching. I really think that because he was obviously was so great at the plate last year and had a couple rough starts in the early going, including like a really bad one in New York. Um, and he's had one bad start this year, but like watching him pitch, it is incredible. It is incredible <laughs> to watch. He was throwing 100, 101 in the sixth inning last night. He's got this, you know, he, everyone knows about his splitter, but his slider um has become a really, really effective pitch for him, getting a ton of strikes with it. Like just the craziest stuff he's got. He's got, you know, a, again, a guy who's kind of trimmed down his offerings a little bit, kind of sticking a little bit more meat and potatoes, not throwing a thousand different pitches. He's still flipping a curveball here and there. But, um, you know, the Blue Jays get the Angels for four. So the, if you're a Blue Jays fan, don't get to watch the Angels too often. You're almost for sure going to get to see Otani pitch, which, doesn't really help the Blue Jays in the their schedule has been really tough phase because now they'll go through a very good Angels team as well as uh, going away to face uh, St. Louis, which you know, the Cardinals are the Cardinals. I, I don't even know other way any other way to describe them. Like they're they're just, just solid, man. They're They're always, they're always that way. They God, they talk about the Cardinals way. The Cardinals are uh, have about the same record as the Blue Jays. Uh, they're just they're just machines. They just crank out good players, they crank out guys that hit line drives like they're falling out of bed and they've also, they're the kind of team that will spend money to get it, bring in guys like Nolan Arenado and Go- Paul Goldschmidt, just a, yeah. just a, a I mean, I, I don't know if I'll use the word model franchise, but they are, they're tough in the Blue Jays schedule a little bit of a reprieve against the Reds A, you can't overlook them, but, and then it just gets tough again, so it's a, hang with them, hang, hang with them, hang with the Blue Jays <laughs> even if they're facing good teams, that doesn't mean like, again, they're a good team their Blue Jays are a good team. They were a favorite in the American League for a good reason. And while while they're 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 not um, quite there yet, I think you can look at just what any you know advanced kind of projection system. Which I don't know if you may or may not be the kind of guy that puts a lot of stock in that, but those they still project the Blue Jays to win 90 games, right? They expect the Blue Jays to win a ton more games uh, for the rest of the season compared to what they've done so far. They're going to score a lot more. Uh, the talent is there. Right. And it's just a matter of 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 not 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 yet adjusting our expectations. Maybe maybe May, maybe June. Maybe we'll get into June, mid-June. Then it's time to be like, OK, well, something's up here. We need to talk yeah. about what can be done.
2: Yeah. But I think the, the most important thing right now, Drew, is for them to go out there and win series. Yeah. I mean, you 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 hope that they go out there and and, and sweep the teams. But if they're winning series. They're doing a damn good job. And and if they kind of mm-hmm. set that goal right now that, hey, we just got to go out there, win the series, win the series, win the series.
1: It's all you can ask for. And it's all they can do, right? You, can only, mm-hmm. you can't. you can I think it's important. And, and, and there's been some talk about guys like Vlad even expanding his zone. And we talked about that a little bit. If they're expanding, if they're, you can't win the series in the first game. You can't win the series in, in one at bat. Right. So just, you know, they, they know better than anyone that it's a long season, yeah. that there's lots of time. They have more than hundred and what thirty games remaining. So, excuse me, one hundred and twenty five games what, remaining. I think I saw Springer say, yeah,
2: we got to stop trying to go out there and hit a five run home run, which is what they feel. I feel like they're doing. They're trying to put it all together in in one game. And it's not going to happen in one game. Let's just mm-hmm. let's just be real. Um, this is not how baseball works. It's going to be adjustments here and there game to game and the more you see that the more results you're going to get but if you're trying to do everything so much this game will eat you up and it'll just keep burying you and burying you and burying you and you don't want to see that with this team you want to see them make the adjustments as they go on and next thing you know they're going to find themselves in a good groove and and that's just what baseball is and when, when you when you find yourself in a good groove you feel comfortable you feel like you're 10 feet tall and nothing can get past you. So um, hopefully they get to that, to that mentality and that level. And again, and and then we, we see more winning baseball.
1: Speaking of nothing can get past you. Here's my, my, my prediction that I'm going to leave, leave us with, which is that when, when the, the worm turns, when things start to go right for Matt Chapman, that's when you're going to see start things start to go better for the whole team. And I like that. Like, again, I think Matt Chapman is like just right there. He hit, So many hard hit balls yesterday, unbelievable, you know, on the line, not, not just into the ground, not, you know, you know, there was some bad luck. There was some just, just pounding the baseball when it gets right for him. And I think it's, it's only a matter of time. Mm -hmm. That's when I think you'll see the offense start to kick into gear a little bit more because a, he's so capable of hitting for power, just like so many of them are. But again, it just feels right there for him. Uh, Maybe not even like more, even more so than Vlad, right? Obviously Vlad is still getting his hits, but Chapman feels like it's just like a the width of a hair away from going on an insane tear, and then I think that's when you're really going to see it. And, and if I don't know that I'm suggesting that Chapman's going to carry the Blue Jays to a bunch of wins, but he's the guy. I think that he's a key piece. Absolutely, happen, the key piece. Like and no matter where they hit him in the in the lineup, he's going to be driving people in. He's going to be extending innings. He's going to be creating opportunities for the team to score and put up big innings, which is one thing that we haven't really seen from him so much this year. So Matt Chapman's my guy, who's going to who's going to turn it all around.
2: I like that. I like that prediction because, again, he's a guy who's who's been in the MVP voting. He's a guy that we know can hit home runs. Shoot. He was hitting him out at Oakland uh, out of all ballparks where it is a tough ballpark to hit. And um, when you see him get hot, you're right. I think this team's going to going to get it going and stay with it, Maddie. I mean, I I'm, I don't know if you're listening to us or not, but if you are, stay stick with it, man. Because he, he he's so damn talented, and it's it's fun to watch when when you watch him play third base. And obviously, our expectations of him offensively are a lot higher, and I'm sure his expectations are a lot higher than what he's what what he's showing right now. So, hopefully, the frustration level is not at that that where he's over his head and he's trying to figure it all out because. Like you mentioned, last night he hit four hard hit balls and he only had one hit to show for it. So um, it's just the way baseball can be cruel sometimes, man. And it's and it stinks when it's like that. But that's why we love this game.
1: That is true. That is true. And we will keep our eyes on it. We will keep our eyes on the Blue Jays, whether or not Matt Chapman is the guy who's going to turn the whole thing around. We shall see. But we can only hope. His name is Ricky Romero. My name is Drew fair service. We will come back next week. With more on hopefully the series triumphant again two in a row, turning things around, headed for a mini series in St. Louis, Toronto Blue Jays on the next edition of Spin.